Amen. Well, welcome everybody online. You've been prayed for. We ain't messing around today. We're going to jump into the Word of God. And I asked everybody here earlier, are you excited about what God's going to do right here today? And they said... Amen. Well, I am excited as I am every week, but got a couple of extra little nuggets this week to share with you. It's just cool when God just pulls back that veil and lets you take a peep in to all the things that he's doing. So today's message is really wrapped right around this, this right here. The sermon titles, what's the deal? You know, how many people have, have thought that, you know, when we were growing up, people say, so what's the deal? What's going on? They want to know, hey, what's the nuts and bolts of what we're into? What's happening? And so have you ever thought about what's the deal? With your life. What's the deal with a relationship with the Lord? What's the deal when I walk away from it? We're going to be covering those things today. So I just, I just a couple little notes here I want to kick us off with. I said, do you ever stop and think about while you're here? Why are you here? We think about that a lot, you know? As time goes by. And if you don't, when you're younger, later on you go, hmm, Lord, why am I here? So I don't know where we're at on that spectrum, but that will come one day. And they start thinking, Lord, what is your plan for me? How many people ever think about that? I pray that God will will reveal that to you today. If you don't know, he'll reveal it to you. If you do know, I pray he encourages you and strengthens you to press in and press on. So think about this. What is it that you're living out? Are you living out the desires and the purpose that God spoke into your heart? Or has it been so long ago you just kind of lost the fire to that? Well, I know God said this years ago in my life, but there's so many things that have come in and, and kind of choked out that, that desire or choked out that, you know, promise and all these things. I pray today we do a little weeding in our heart, okay? And the way we do that is through God's word and God's promises. So I just want to, I just want to give you a little heads up where I'm going with this thing so you guys know what's happening right out of the chute. Here's something else. What dream is it that God has spoken to your heart that you've kind of let slip through your fingers? You say, man, I'm just too old now. Well, maybe not. Maybe, oh, that was a long time ago. But things have changed in my life. Does God's purpose for your life change? I mean, there's different avenues and and, and things of that. But the purpose is still going to be moving forward, glorifying God, you know, adding to the kingdom and and being a mirror of Christ each day. So even though sometimes there's, there's different seasons in our life. God's purpose is still at work in our hearts. Amen. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and read this scripture. And I pray that today's message, Lord, will cultivate these things in our hearts and move them from our hearts to our actions in Jesus name. If you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be primarily in Colossians chapter three. I've got some other great scriptures that the Lord gave me to pull in. And I'm going to read this right off, uh, right off the screen. If you got it here, I'll put my button there. I got spoiled with these guys doing everything. They're doing a great job. All right, here we go. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Let that just, let that just soak in for a minute. Set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at the right hand of God. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Now, it's a little bit of testimony time all right some of you guys might have watched the live stream this week but for you those that have that that did not get a chance to i'm going to share a little bit about what god revealed to me this week is everybody okay with that amen well first off last sunday we know we had an excellent speaker here uh, my partner in crime there miss angela and that morning i woke up the lord laid this scripture on my heart colossians chapter three actually all the way from one through twelve if you want to go pull that out and take a look at that and so I came to church. I was just thinking about that. How many of you know, sometimes God will speak a word into your life and you just kind of meditate on it? You go back and you read it. I cannot tell you how many times I've read that, those 12 verses this week. But I knew God was showing me something with that. So I wanted to be obedient. And I was praying, Lord, show me what you're going to teach me in this today. Show me how I'm going to apply this in my life today. How many know God is an on-time God? Oh, he's an on-time God. So as uh, things were unfolding, uh, a lot of you guys know there's been a lot going on in our, in our church family. There's a lot going on in my personal family. Mr. Jimmy just had some back surgery, and uh, he's doing really good. We've got a card going around, if you guys can, can share in that. Um, continue to lift Dave and others up as they're going moving forward. And I just want to always let you know that, man, let me tell you, you guys are prayed for. And I know that we are prayed for as well as a church family. So that's always good to know that. So... Last Sunday, uh, they had moved Mr. Jimmy and stepped him down and got him in a room and we're taking turns going back and forth to the hospital. And because I'm kind of closer to get there, I'm one of the, the, the first calls I'll get. If something's going on, if he needs something, they'll call me or my sister-in-law or whatever. But usually I, I put my name real big. 
That way they don't have to worry about it and I can get there if they need something. So we had a really good visit. Had a good visit. Me and Jessica was hanging out with Granddaddy. We were talking about all types of stuff. And I came home and uh, I called Grandmama on the phone. I said, he's doing great. He's just doing great. How many know that one phone call can change a whole lot of stuff? I mean, just one phone call. It could be good. It can be scary. It could be all those things. So in an instant, I get a phone call and it's the nurse at the hospital with Mr. Jimmy. And she says, is this Buddy? I go, yes. She says, is there any way you can come back? He's, he's, he's not real comfortable. He's a little, you know, uneasy. And I think it would be good if a family member could come back and, and stay with him for a little bit. I said, I'm on my way. Grandma, everything's good. I'll keep you in the loop. Now, I'm going to tell you this part of the story because it plays in later in, on in the story. Just got home. Been running all day. Sunday's a busy day for me. Back to my mom's, back to the hospital, back over here. All those things, not complaining, just giving you the backdrop of the story. So I had, had purposed in my heart that I was going to eat this frozen pizza. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Denise said, well, here, take it with you. I said, no, that's all right. I've got cheese on my face and everything else. I'm going. And I said, yeah, I think I will take this. So I'm driving, you know, and I'm, I'm eating. And, and the whole time I'm at peace, though, because... I had been spending time with God that whole day, all day. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you got planned, but I'll tell you what, I'm available. How many of us are available, amen? We need to be available. So I get there, and he's calmed down and everything else, and they had a different nurse there. And, and I hung out with him a little bit. I said, why don't we read some, some of the Bible? So I start reading this, this scripture that I was talking about. And he kind of laid down and everything, and he's going dozing off. I got all the lights off and I'm reading the Bible off my phone. How many know we got all types of ways we can get to God's word? Amen. Are we utilizing those? I pray that we are. And so I'm reading, I'm reading over and over and over. And and all of a sudden I just shut my phone off and I said, I'm just going to be quiet and listen. That's a good feature. That's the tip of the day. I said, Lord, I'm here. I know that you're going to show me something. You ever felt that just in your spirit? The Lord's going to show you something. And I said, don't let me miss it. (laughs) That's how I pray because I'm like, Lord, don't let me miss this. So everything's good. I start inching out, and I'm thinking, well, Lord, I'm walking, and I'm going, Lord, if you want me to pray for somebody or share something while I'm here, I'm available. How many know that my second favorite place to be preaching-wise from church is the hospital? I, I say that many times. So I go, and I'm looking, and there's like nobody around. I get on the elevator. I'm on the second floor. Push the button. I'm going down. I said, I'm, I'm available. And by the time I hit the bottom floor... In my heart, in my spirit, I I hear this. Give me five minutes. No problem. I come off the elevator. They got a little bench there. And I sit down. Because I feel like the Lord's telling me in my heart. It's just just turning in my heart. Give me five minutes. Not a problem, God. I'm sitting there. And I look at my clock. And it's 10.35 p.m. Now, this is how the devil will try to sneak in and tell you you're crazy and try to rob your joy. You ready? I'm sitting there, looked at my phone. It's 1035. And over by the cafeteria that's closed, they've got this song going on. It was just my imagination running away with me. I'm going, and it's not my imagination. I started laughing. I know people think, that guy, what is that? You know, if anybody was looking on the camera, because I'm going... I know when the Lord's nudging my heart, right? So I'm sitting there. I said, I'm waiting, Lord. And the Lord speaks to my heart. And this is not a buddy thing. This is a God thing. And, uh, and I feel like this. They're coming down at 1037. I'm getting excited. Because I'm looking at my clock on my phone. And 1037, that elevator went, ding! I went, woohoo! Jesus is coming off that elevator is what I'm thinking, right? But it wasn't. But he was working. And a lady came down, and she was in a little bit of a hurry, and she goes over to this soda machine, and I'm going, that must be her. That must be her. All right, this is where the part comes in where you got to step out in faith. This lady's going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, she comes back, and I notice that she's a nurse. And I said, excuse me. And she goes, hello. And I could tell that she had something going on. She's like, Hello. Like, I ain't got time for this. And she's standing there. I said, hey, my name's Pastor Buddy Chapman. I said, I was just uh, up here visiting my father-in-law. And I said, uh, can I have 30 seconds of your time, ma'am? She's like, sure. I said, well, I'm just going to be honest with you. Sometimes honesty is the best policy, right? Most times, yeah. 
all the time. But I, I go, ma'am, I was praying and I was coming down that elevator and I sat down here and the Lord told me that somebody's going to come off that elevator at 1037 and that's you that needs some prayer. She goes, she's looking. It's like, it's 1037. I go, it, would it be all right for me to pray for you? She said, yes, please. That's a good sign, right? So I go, I stand up and I go, well, let me pray. She gets under my arm. Boom. She's ready for some prayer time. And I'm like, I'm just praying, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but you do. But my, my whole heart was this, is that, you know, in the midst of your busy schedule, God hears your prayers. He, he wants you to know that, that he's lifting it up, everything else. Is it getting good yet? Oh, it's getting better. So I finished praying and she turns around and she goes, buddy. And I go, yeah. She said, I'm the nurse that called you to come up here. I said, what? She's not even on that wing. She's at the other wing. But granddaddy decided he wanted to get up and move around and the alarm went off. So she came down there. Little did she know that she was calling in her own divine appointment. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Now you tell me what the chances are of that. I pray for her. She goes up. I look back at my phone. Guess what time it is? 1040. Would you give me five minutes? Give the Lord a hand clap. Now, now, I say all that to encourage you guys in the Lord. How often does the Lord just want one decision, one minute, all that? I'm not telling you this, oh, because I'm a pastor and I hear this. There's a lot of times I don't hear right. I could have turned around and said, man, I ain't going until I finish eating my pizza. I'm hungry. Hey, you know what? It's probably just my imagination once again. Running away with me. Now you know why I have good singers around me, right? You can't tell I can't sing. So you turn around. All those, there was opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for me to say, yeah, whatever. That's not the Lord. That's not it. And I would have missed out on a divine connection. Can you imagine? I'm sitting there thinking, they got drinks on the second floor. Why should she come down to the second floor? Can you imagine what she might be saying? Man, I've been praying. It's been rough. She said, the thing she said, I said, how can I pray for you? She said, please pray for a good shift. I said, we can do that. Can you imagine she's just a little overwhelmed? And she gets off there, and they got some redneck, mullet-wearing preacher going, excuse me, can I pray for you? I know she said, God's got a sense of humor up in here, right? You know? I know she's sitting there, and I'm thinking the whole time, you know, at first you want to go, hey, wait a minute. You know, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you got to give me the words. You got to give me the words. So she's coming back, and I'm going, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I just want to talk to you a minute. I know she's probably thinking, I am looking for the door. But God took care of all that, you know? And so that's just amazing. I, I say, say that because you say, what's the deal? God says this. Since you have been raised to the new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. See, I'd already purposed in my heart that God is going to show me something. He had been turning that message in my heart all morning. And I kept saying, Lord, is it now? I'm pursuing that. Lord, is, is, is it her? Is it him? Is, what, is it me? What, what's going on? I want to encourage each and every one of us when we get that tug on our spirit to continue to walk with God daily. And everybody said, amen, right? Let's keep on going. But what happens is a lot of times we walk away. Amen. I'm not the only one, right? Take a look at this. What happens when we walk away from God? God doesn't walk away from us, but we do have times that we walk away from God. And it can be very, very costly in our life. Now, I might not have realized how costly that would have been if I just kept on going through my day. But now I see the value We know the value in our mind, but I got to see the value of slowing down and being abiding and walking with God. But many times in our life, we walk away from God. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, right? So take a look at this. What else happens when we walk away from God? We begin to adopt the worldly standards and forget about the biblical instructions. Somebody say amen. All right. If you guys have not had the privilege of coming on Tuesday nights, I'm going to share a little something we've been working on, right? And so... This this Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday, I should say, we were sharing about joy. How many people love joy? The joy of the Lord. Amen. Well, I think we need it then. About two people say, yeah, I guess so. We need the joy of the Lord, right? Right. 
Well, I tell you what, we've got it. We just got to uncover it from all the worldly ways. And one, well, one section of our study this week had these four questions. I want you guys to just kind of mull them over for yourself. So you're getting a little implementation of Tuesday nights roll right on into Sunday morning. All right. And these are some things that we did in our little group study. Are you ready for this? You can say, this is the section I usually say, we either say, uh, amen or oh me. So you can fill it in accordingly. Question number one. I have, or statement number one, I have inner contentment even when things go wrong. And yes, it got quiet there, didn't it? I'll read that again. I have inner contentment even when things go wrong. Hmm. How about this one? Circumstance do not dictate my mood. Come on now. All right, just something to think about. I'm excited about the sense of purpose I have for my life. And the last one, I can be content with the money and possessions I have now. Don't know how you answered them. Some of those questions made me really do a little soul searching. It's not a bad thing to do a little soul searching. But see, if we're dealing with what God has dealt uh, given us and we're walking in the joy of the Lord and he is the focus, those questions are going to roll out to an amen real fast. Because the joy of the Lord is, is, is your strength. Think about it. I have inner contentment even when things go wrong because I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. How about that? How about that? Let's roll it. Circumstances do not dictate my mood. Because my eyes are focused on what God's doing. How about that? Let's keep on rolling. I'm excited about the sense of purpose I have for my life. I'm listening to the Lord and I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to abide in what God's telling me. Guess what? That's going to produce fruit and it's going to produce joy. And then the last one, look at this. I can be content with the money and possessions I have now. If I had more, I'd probably spend more. How about you? Two of you. All right. But sometimes we just see man, the more money doesn't actually make it better. And I'm not saying that there's not situations that we, we could use a, a hand up. But, but think about that. All those things are saying, said to look in the mirror of our heart and see, are we walking with God or are we walking away from God? Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. Take a look at this. Psalm 1611. He says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. I want to go back to this. Granting me the joy of your presence. You couldn't have took that smile off my face with a brick Sunday night after I heard from the Lord. Amen. I was like, I just heard from Jesus. I know the Lord's moving. He would take time and speak to me. And guess what? God is no respecter of a character. It's all level at the cross. Do you think the Lord will speak to you? He might speak to you through his word. He might speak through, to you through your prayer time, uh, situations. But I can promise you this, and we're going to get to it. I just want to throw it out there. It will never, ever, ever contradict his word. Amen? Never. Let's keep on going. And what else happens when we walk away from God? We ourselves become the object of worship. It's all about me. Look at it. It's all about me. How many people like being around folks that are like that? Nobody. No hands raised. So if you're kind of lonely, check that out in your life, okay? But think about that. When you are following the Lord, the first thing that comes out your mouth is, man, let me tell you what God's done. I was very quick to give the Lord the praise about what what he showed me there. And, And sometimes I'm a little reluctant about sharing those things. But I go to the Lord. I said, Lord, let that come out in the manner that you are glorified and I am hidden in the cross. So that folks know God will just work with an everyday man and woman, child, elder, whatever the case. Do you believe right now? I'm going to talk to these folks. Do you all believe that God would use you today? Do you believe he would use you today? Are you going to walk away from it? Are you going to walk in with it? Amen. Are we going to follow him with that? I want to help kind of mold our minds and open our hearts and and tune our spirits to walking towards God. Amen. Let's look at that. Now, David, how many know that David was a man after God's own heart? But a lot of times early on in his life, it didn't really look like it, did it? Does your life sometimes really don't look like it? Mine sometimes really looks like, whoa, what are you doing? But aren't you glad that we can be quick to repent and God draws us back in from his love? Look at this, Psalm 51. Many of y'all are familiar with that, uh, with David wrote this. And here we go. It says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. 
Man, do we ever take time to get real with God? Do we ever take a few minutes and just say, Lord, I'm in that same boat. Anybody been in that same boat? I've been in the boat, over the boat, under the boat, in the dry dock, the whole deal. And just go, wow. But look at this. Have mercy on me. He makes it personal. Oh, God, according to your unfailing love, not my unfailing love, not his unfailing, you know, his, hers, the Lord's unfailing love, according to what? Your great compassion. How many know that God has great compassion for us? He's a loving God. He's not out to, 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 to keep you away from things. He's wanting to draw you into the goodness of himself. Amen. Blot out my transgressions. How many know it's a good thing to know that our sins will not be counted against us, against us when we have a personal relationship with the Lord? Does that start to motivate a little bit of joy in your heart? Does that make you want to feel live any way you want and you don't care about anything else? No. That is not the point. Thought so just throw that in there. What it should do it's helped us to be so grateful that we want to share that message with others and that we want to adjust our life to glorify God. And when we do blow it, turn around and come to him. God's mercy and grace met David right where he was. Let's take a look at that. Oh, it's really important. God's mercy will meet you right where you are. Doesn't matter how low, doesn't matter how high. It'll meet you right where you are. And we can learn so much from David's life, man. Look how God continued to work in his character. For many years, David would would run and do and different things like that. And we know he had an adulterous relationship and all these things. He was a man that had a few flaws, amen? How many people are thankful? I know it sounds crazy, but I think of this sometimes. I just go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you used everyday people in the Bible. I have a chance. How about you? We have more than a chance. We have a position because as believers in Christ and children of God, we are set in the family of God, not based on what we've done, but based on the finished work of the cross. And while we were yet sinners, Christ did what? He died for us. Somebody say amen. So look at this. Stop, turn back to God, repent, and allow the love of the Lord to restore your relationship with him. Amen. Turn around. And say, Lord, help me in these areas of my life. I don't know about you. I think everybody has one or two or three or four or five of those areas. And sometimes they change throughout the day. Sometimes they change throughout the conversation. You ever let anybody get under your skin? Good, I'm going to keep on talking. Tim couldn't even get an amen out. He just went, mm. <laughs> All right. Man, isn't that something we do? Remember one of the questions? I don't let my situation and what's going on change my mood. It's very hard not to. However, if our focus is a little bit higher than our situation, it will feed into that situation and bring the joy of Christ and the peace and contentment of, of Christ. Amen? And a lot of times when I'm talking to folks and, and, and sharing different things, and as I go on in my life, I'm not going to tell you I still don't have a meltdown every now and then, but they're getting fewer. Amen? They're getting fewer. And sometimes people get mad if you don't get mad with them when something goes down. You ever seen that? Oh, we had some going to work one day and something. I said, wow, man, that's not good. You know, yeah, that's not good. And now we're going to have to do this and everything else. I said, yeah, that's, uh, that's not good. Is that all you can say? I said, no, God is good. How about that? They go, man, you act like you don't even care. Oh, you're wrong. I'm not going to let that situation that I can't control, control me. How about you? And I can't do it without Holy Spirit helping me. I can't make my kids do what I, I, I desire them to do or my wife or, or, or my boss or whoever. Am I speaking to anybody today? Okay, it's just for me then. All right. Maybe somebody out there. Right? But those things, we, we want to kind of, we want to drive the bus. And then when it gets over in the ditch, then we want to call on 1-800-JESUS. Right? <laughs> hey, can you come get me out of this here? But God's so good, he'll still come. He'll still look out for you. But it sure would be nice if we just rode with him. Instead of trying to drive all the time. But think about this. We can always turn back and walk towards him. Amen. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? How many know this goes better when we walk with God? Amen. I'll tell you what. I do got to share this here. Um, How many people know who Sasha is? My three-legged dog. Not many sermons she don't get mentioned in. You know, there's just, when when you love somebody, you like to be around them, don't you? Now, my dog loves me. 
And I think my dog only loves one person more than me, and that happens to be Granddaddy, Jimmy. Ever since we had that dog, that dog loves my father-in-law. If his truck comes around the corner, she knows it. If you say, how do you say it, Mom? Granddaddy! She starts going like this. <laughs> Everything else. So we decide that uh, he's uh, uh, in the place that he's staying right now in the rehab center. You can bring your dog. I said, okay. And Denise said granddaddy a little bit before I was almost ready to get the leash on her. And that was almost a meltdown. She said, let's go see granddaddy. I said, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to get the, I'm going around. She's going around right there. Right, so I get her. And she goes out to the car. So we put her in there. And she's like riding. Or like this. She's riding like this, right? She is. You got a proper, you got to watch. The left turns are rough. She'll be all over on the steering wheel. She's a good doggy. So we're out there and we're rolling. And I get out of the car. Thomas and Alexa's already here. She has not been there before. This is crazy. I got the footage to prove it. Take her out. And I hold her, her leash with one finger. And here she goes. Man, she's going, man. I'm rolling, man. She's going. And then he says, where's she going? I said, she's going to get granddaddy. She goes through. And the doors open up. She gets there. And she's rolling on down. Gets to another intersection. And I'm like, look at this dog. Goes down, going on down, and she got to this last little turn. She's like, she hears him talking. Man, that dog's going down there. I'm going down there. Goes to the door. Woo! Man, it's like, man, I'm getting a little tears. It's like Ren 1010 coming home. You know, he's in, oh, oh, she's coming here, girl. And Denise brings some bones, and her dad's giving her bones, and, and I'm like third rate at least. I'm going, come here, Sasha. Come here, Sasha. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because she's with her granddaddy. She loves him. She, she's following those footsteps. What would happen if we walk like God, with God like that? My dog is always teaching me some, some amazing lessons. What happens if my heart was so on fire that I, didn't, I wasn't slowing down? I wasn't listening to anybody else. She wasn't, she wasn't letting the weight of the world, that leash, slow her down. She was digging in to see her granddaddy. How much more should we be digging in to see our heavenly daddy, to listening to that? Amen. Didn't know I was going to share that, but evidently God wants you to hear it. I, I tell you, it's just amazing. So we're going to walk with the Lord, right? Commit to discovering and obeying the Father's will. If you want to know the Lord's will, you've got to open His Word, right? I'm going to go through these kind of fast. Pursue continual fellowship with the Lord and seek to live in His presence daily, even when difficulties arise. I pray that when you come to this place, and we come together and we're praising the Lord. The presence of God is just heavy and thick and encouraging here. But not just here. But when you leave here, that you carry that with you. Into your families. Into your job. Into the stores. Into the restaurants. All those different places. That we take the power of God with us. When Tanya was praying today, we pray that, you know what, hide buddy behind the cross. And let your power and might go forth. That's what I pray that you all are hearing today. Not buddy, but the Lord, the power of God's word, man. The transforming walk with the Lord. Pursue him in that fellowship. Amen. How about this? Walk in the truth, obeying him cheerfully. Oh, I wonder why that's underlined. You ask your kids, say, hey, can you take the trash out? Wouldn't it be great to go? No problem, dad, I got it. Bring it back. Or what happens if they do this? Do we follow the Lord like that? Uh, you missed some. Well, you, that was not me. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> we, sometimes we follow the Lord like that, don't we? You know, okay, I know, I know, I got it. I know He wants me to go to church, but my goodness, I'm going to get in here. And your face moves, and I'm just down there like this, man. And, and, and I go, okay, let's be encouraged. And, and you know you're doing good if they do this. That's about all you get. But see, God's got to work that from the inside out. Are we excited about those things? Well, let's, let's finish that here. Are we obeying him cheerfully and your relationship with him will grow more intimately? You know, sometimes we think it's hard, but the more I walk with the Lord, sometimes I think it's easy. The only thing hard is my head. If I treated the Lord like I want to be treated, that'd probably be a pretty good deal, wouldn't it? I don't want people or, or, or my kids or whatever say, uh, how you doing? How are you doing? How you doing? I need some gas money. Hey, uh, how you doing? And how's school? Hey, I'm doing good. Gas money. Uh, uh, I need a car. I need this. Thankfully, let me say, I don't get that. The boys are pretty good. 
It's pretty good. But uh, I know in my life, I've treated God like that. How about you guys? I need, I want, I got to have, I need, I need, I want, I got to have. Give God the grocery list. Woo, I need all these things. And what I find out is if I have him, I have all those things. I have more and more and more than I could ever dream of. But I need to focus on that and walk in the truth. Let's keep on rolling. How are we doing now? Allow the Holy Spirit to work within you to bring peace, confidence. All right, I'm going to come back to that. Security and joy into your life. I've mentioned this many times. How many people like peace? I saw somebody the other day at a restaurant. They just had uh, twins. And they were getting out for a little bit. They were enjoying the peace. Amen? I know they love their babies, but they're enjoying the peace. Right? What about that? What about the everyday life and everything else? How many people, when you try to bring them up, you get this? Hey, I'm just praying for you. I hope everything goes good today. You just don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through. Y'all ever get that? I'm going to give you all my cell phone for a week. No, <laughs> but you get that a lot of times. Man, you just don't understand, man. And I've had guys I work with go, yeah, but man, everything's great in your life. <laughs> Come on, hang out for a week. You know, I'm blessed. But guess what? I still got a house payment. I got a broken car. I got a dead battery. I got two new knees. I'm, I'm going to focus on the, the better part of that. Now, look, I'm not sitting here telling you everything. Man, I never get down. But I try not to stay there. And you know what? If you surround yourself with some good brothers and sisters in the Lord, they refuse to leave you there. No man left behind. Come on, you're going to enjoy this one way or other. So I appreciate that. Maybe not at the moment. I will tell you this real quick. When I had my first knee surgery, I learned what medicines I could not take on the second knee surgery, okay? And so about three days in, coming off some of this medicine... All of a sudden, my wife don't think I'm Mr. Wonderful no more. I don't understand why. I'm not making any sense. So, what does any good pastor do? He calls his ministry team and says, come get me. She's being mean. (laughs) They go, is Denise there? Can I talk to her? And she's like, come get him. He's being mean. I'm adding a little to that, but I'm not adding to this right here. So we go, and they come get me. Yeah. And they go, I said, just take me to my mom's. Right? Safe place. So they get me in there and everything else. And Tim's talking. I'm looking at him like this. And I'm going, I know you're talking to me, but I have no idea what you're saying. And I said, I feel like there's a plastic bag over my face. Is there one on there? And they're going, whoo. I don't want to do no drugs, people. Let me tell you. I get there. I go, Mom needs something from the store. I said, well, I'll just go in and get it. I said, no, I want to go. Stay in the car. I want to go. Get in the car. So I get out of the car. I've only got like three days in on this leg. I'm going to walk to the whole store. And she's going, all right, big boy, have at it. And I'm holding on. Well, about the third aisle, I'm leaning all over the cart. Oh, oh no, you wanted to do it, boy. You got it, you know. I'm over there like where the, where the, where the frozen peas are going. Can I get some of these? I need to put this on my, I gotta put this on my leg, man. Are you done yet? Or she usually says, how's that working out for you? So after all that over there, I get there and I spend some time. Mom, I don't feel good. <laughs> Y'all over there, Mom, I don't feel good. She said, well, they said you walked all around the place. You think you get a little sympathy for you? You probably need to be home. <laughs> no, she's mean at home. <laughs> Nobody loves me, right? Oh, my God. We get so out of whack, man. I've been crying now. Different, different tears of joy. Just had a flashback. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> there is never a dull moment in my house. I can tell you that. You go, yeah. So going back to people, oh, man, everything's good at your house. I said, you want to have a video. It's, it's pretty funny, man, sometimes. Because guess what? We're just doing life. We're running the same race. But I'm going to tell you what I found from running the same race. I've ran the race without God, and I've run the race with God. I'm signing up for Team Jesus. How about you? It's all the difference in the world. It doesn't say that, oh, you know what? You're not going to have any bad times. Everything's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Denise comes up. What would you like to eat? Yeah. There's Jesse taking my shoe off, Thomas rubbing my back, Alexa playing a little harp. 
Look, look, look out for the lightning bolt, right? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Because in our mind, that's what we think, right? Does that happen at y'all's house? If it, if it does, what's your address? I want to come over. That has not happened in my house, right? It's like, it's usually, it's like, what's up? What's up? What's the deal? And then we go, where are we eating? Right? And I'll just throw this in here real quick. Denise does not care where we're going to eat until you pick a place. Amen, guys. Oh, come on. Don't leave me out here by myself, guys. You guys left. Man, it, it just, they just went, whoop. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one. I said, well, what do you want? I don't care, baby. And she's going to get a salad regardless of where we go, so it shouldn't matter. I said, well, how, how about if we go to such and such? <laughs> My hair is going to smell like onions. <laughs> I'm thinking, I like onions. Let's go there. They got hamburger steak. How about this? Hey, how, let's go to the Chinese place. I'm not going to eat that. And Jesse's my bodybuilder, so now I got nobody to eat with hardly. I shouldn't be this big. But anyway, we can always agree on a couple things. So, yeah. So I'm like, hey, man, uh, we, we used to go to that. What was that little Chinese restaurant we used to go to? Yeah, yeah. That, Yama, Yama, some, oh, man, I love getting there. They knew me by the first day. They go, how you? I go, I'm good. Let's get it. Whew. I mean, I didn't have no eyebrows, man, for, for most of the time because they hit that thing. We're red. I said, now you're talking, Jesse. This is good. But now he's got all clean eating and everything else. I'm alone. I'm alone. So guess what? I need to walk with God, then I won't be alone. Amen. I need to feed on the word of God instead of worry about what I'm going to shove down my throat. Amen. All right. It's good to laugh a little bit, even if it's at yourself. That's all right. So look at this. Separate yourself from sin and strive to make a positive impact on the other li- on the lives of others. Rely on the spirit to help you live in a way that is pleasing to God. How are we pleasing God? How are we a mirror of Christ to others? Other folks. What happens when I said, no, we went to your place to eat last time. and Now we're going to my place this time. That ain't going to work out too good in my house. How about y'all? Guys, thank you again. A little lonely up here. But do we, do we give and take in relationships? Right? It's not always got to be her way or my way or their way or whatever. Do we really say, you know what, do we put the other person first? How do we, how do we work on that? You know, do, do we really consider the source of what they've been going through? Do we consider what's happening when we, when we see other folks? I read an article yesterday, and it was, real quick, it says, why I don't come to your church. It's just an article. And I kind of went through this, went through this. And it says, it's not the music, not a problem. It's not the cushions in the seats, not a problem. I said, well, I wonder what it is. This was just an article they had in one of the uh, things that showed up on my feed. And I said, well, what is it going and kept on going, well, it's not because it's too hot or too cold. I was like, come on, man, what's, what's the catch on this? And the article was this. It's because you don't love me. I almost fell out of my little chair. Think about it. You ask somebody to come. Hey, would y'all like to come to church? Oh, the pastor's funny. He's all right. Oh, you know what? We got some great food. Oh, the music is awesome. Oh, you need to come. Oh, you need to come to our church. Do we ever say, hey, man, look. I'd love to spend some time with you. Wow. That just slapped me upside my head. Because we invite, we go, oh, yeah, well, it was great. It's fun. Nice people, this and everything else. See, we love, we love the crowd. We love this. Do we really love that person? And say, hey, man, I don't know if you got anywhere to fellowship. But we'd love to have you, man. You know? I used to say, hey, come as you are and let the Word of God transform your life. Love to have you. In that few paragraphs, it made me check Am I really walking with God in these areas? Am, am I just going through the motions? I'm going to church. I'm reading this word. Am I loving people like God loves us? So I got a funny feeling. If we start loving people like that, they're going to want to hang out with us. Amen. That doesn't mean taking advantage of. That doesn't mean any of those things. Showing the love of Christ, being the love of Christ, and going back to that joy. See, if you got joy, people people look at the the. the Christians many times, and we're not perfect by no means, starting with this guy right here. And they go, well, you know, if, if that's what you got, I don't really want it. But if they see the joy, and they see the way that, that you're rearing your family, or maybe the way that you're helping your neighbor, or the way you're doing different things like that, maybe they say, well, you know. I had a guy tell me one time this. We were working on something. This has been years ago. just popped in my mind. 
He says, uh, you know, man, I don't believe like you believe. But I do respect what you believe because you live out what you believe. Home run. I didn't ask for that. Here's somebody that don't don't want to hear about Jesus, but you're living a life. And I don't always live a life like that. I'm, I'm trying in, in every each and every day. But for somebody to say, wait a minute now. I don't know everything about what you what you believe in all this, but I do see what you believe you try to live. Wow. Lord, give us strength to love you and walk with you so that others are encouraged by you and drawn to you. Somebody say amen on that. So let's do this. I'm going to pick up a little speed here. Some of the application. Let's just go through all these and I'm going to just do it to it. Y'all still be first in the buffet line, I promise. All right. <laughs> Got your laugh there. Be confident in Christ. That does not mean be overbearing and snobbish. When you talk to people out there, you don't need to break out King James on them. Okay. How are thou? Right. You say, hey, what's up? How you doing? Keep on going. Be confident in Christ. Know that this. I knew when I met that lady at the elevator, it was going to be all Jesus or all nothing. Amen. My confidence was only coming from what God was going to do. In that situation, say what God says about you. You can't pour out what you're not pouring in. Amen. I, I talk to people all the time and, and they are their own worst enemies. But if they would open the word of God and see what God thought about them and apply that to their life, let me tell you, things would change. Invest in the Lord. Invest in him. Walk in the freshness of forgiveness. Man, unforgiveness will shackle you. It will make you old. It will break you down. It will cause you to yell at people that you really love. Amen. So that's what I think when somebody yells at me, I say, I know they really love me. They must, be, must have some unforgiveness, right? I don't know all the situations, but I do know this. I think we could preach on forgiveness and unforgiveness and forgiving ourselves. Amen. Looking to the Lord. Renew your mind with the truth of God's word. Ask God for help in the areas that you have a challenge. Everybody that I've ever met and was willing to share some, we all got a challenge. Life is a challenge, man. But that was what keeps things real, isn't it? When you got a challenge, guess what? You have an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity to say, man, you know what? I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. And God is carrying me on through that. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Praise God for what he has done. How many people, when they get up in the morning, are thankful and grateful and praising God? Or do you get out of bed and you go, oh, I got to go. I'm going to have to work a double shift today. I don't know if y'all do it just like that, but that's probably what it could be. Or do you say, man, I got to work a double shift today. Payday, payday. Woohoo. How about you look at it from that part? Right? Oh, yeah. What happens if, man, I got 12 hours, 12 hours. Guess what? I still got 12 more to go. How about that? How about you say, man, when I get home after that 12 hour shift, Denise is going to have that frozen pizza all fixed up, probably with extra cheese. <laughs> Yee, that's right. Who knows? I bet you I don't even get that now. <laughs> it's going to be a long ride home. Praise God for what he's done. Love others with the love of God. Now, I want you to see that. Love others with the love of God. How do we do that? We see him through the eyes of, of Scripture. We see him through the eyes of the Lord. But they don't look like me, and they don't talk like me, and they don't act like me, and their haircut's different than mine and all that. That's not what he says. Love him, love them with the God kind of love. Realize this. Can you do this? Try this this week. Regardless of who makes you mad or whatever, whoever cuts you off on the way home from work or whoever jumps in front of the line when you're getting a hot dog, just say, you know what? God thinks they're amazing. I ought to do too. Isn't that something? That God kind of love. Look at this. And then look at this. Serve God with all your heart. Wow. You know how you serve God with all your heart? This is what I'm learning. One step of obedience at a time. You notice when I shared my story and a little testimony about last Sunday. God did not give me how everything was going to go out. He didn't say, I want you to do X, Y, Z, this, 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 and this, and this, and this is what I'm going to do. As he gave me one command and I was obedient, he gave me the next command. Give me five minutes. Okay. They're coming at 1237. Pray for them. And look down, it's 12. 1040. So the five minute gap there. Man, what would happen if, if, you, if you gave God five minutes today? Just five minutes. Turn everything off. Whatever. Just, let's just, just, just go to that quiet place. But you know what? I'm going to throw this in here. 
He spoke to me when I wasn't in a quiet place. I was waiting for the pizza to be done. I was on the phone. And the Lord shows me this. I said, you know, I know sometimes I just need to, to, to just get away and hear you. And that's great. That's scriptural. But he showed me this too. That I'm working in your life as you go. As we live, as we walk out this, this walk, as we run this race, as we go through this journey. And the thing is, the deal is this. Are we keeping our eyes on the things of the Lord. Think about this again. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, first you've got to settle that. Have you given your life to the Lord? Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. If he's sitting at the right hand side of God and you're a child of God, guess what? You have privilege. You have position. Let me tell you, when God sees you through the sacrifice of Christ, he sees you blameless. Somebody say amen now. Now I'm telling you, sees you blameless. When you think about that, I don't care what you said last night, what you did last night, any of those things. And don't you know that God's so good and his blood was so powerful and so perfect and the sacrifice is the only one that can do what it did, take away the sins of the world. That he took away your sins from past, present, and somebody say what? Future. Come on, man. That's what God has done for us. How can we not be a little bit more considerate? How can we not love people like God loves us? Lord, help us in those areas to be eternally, uh, eternal minded. So look at this last thing we're bringing home. This is where it all took place. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about eternal redemption. And look at this. It was a one time payment for the sins of the world. Let us pray. Father, today, as we go through your word and we hear testimony and we, we share and we laugh and we, we just talk about all these different things that you're working in the midst of our life as we go. Lord, today, as we go from this place, let us walk with you, not run from you. Help us to, to, to be drawn to you and walk in a, in a relationship that is pleasing to you. Lord, help us to abide in the scripture and help us, help us to, to answer like you want us to answer. Lord, help us to love like you want us to love. Help us to to fill the void of those that are going through some different things with the love of Christ, with the gift of God, with the presentation of the gospel, sharing that, but not only sharing that, living the gospel out. What does that look like? It looks like Jesus, amen? So for those listening or for those here today that's never put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, I want you to hear the message today. You want something to be thankful about? Look to the cross. We go in this time of Thanksgiving. It's so much bigger than a turkey. It's so much bigger than family. It's God's size. Are you grateful for the gift of life that has been presented to you through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ? Grab hold of that by faith today. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody's blown it and everybody needs a Savior. And let me tell you the good news is this. There is one Savior and his name is Jesus Christ. And he's sitting at the right hand side of God. Interceding for you and I. So friends you say, well what must I do to be saved? Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Let me tell you, there is a place called hell. When we live, this body will break down, melt down, give us up. But our spirit lives forever, ever. And it will either be with the Lord Jesus Christ or separated from him in a place called hell. If we reject the only way to heaven, the only thing left is hell. You don't have to go. But you do have to confess the Lord Jesus. You need to walk in that and believe in him. So friends, today I pray that this message was clear, that it was encouraging. And you say, what's the deal? The deal is Jesus saves. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. I hope you guys are encouraged in that. Absolutely. Well, if you guys like to stand to your feet, we're going to send you out with a song and we're going to praise the Lord. Amen. You gave it all, Lord, just you gave your very best. 
say bye to our guests online and then we'll get ready to jump on out of here. Friends, I hope you enjoy the message. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Remember, uh, I'm going to put this out there also again. Our friends at Fertitta's, we're partnering up with them. They're in Hampton. Uh, anybody that needs to be fed, anybody wants some company, come there from 11 to 2. It's all free. It's awesome. It's a great fellowship and we just thank God for them and how God is using them and how God is using you. Uh, if you've got any questions about what was said today, drop me a line, man. I want to encourage you in the Lord. Have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye.